You're listening to the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show, number 26, and I'm Eric Render Kinkfesk. The Fedora Chronicles Radio Show, number 26, is brought to you by Penman Hats. Fedoras that are made in the tradition of the Master Hatters back in the Golden Era, using nothing but old-world tools and techniques. Every fedora is made to order right here in the United States. Order your own special lid by going to penmanhats.com. We're also brought to you by Zazzle, zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. On the Fedora Chronicles radio show, number 26, I talk with David Panopoulos, local business owner here in southern New Hampshire who attended the Tea Party Rally in Washington, D.C. a few weeks ago, who also had the opportunity to meet Glenn Beck. Mr. Panopoulos tells us about his educational background, working for a Democratic congressman, the reasons why he switched his party affiliation, what it's like running a business here in this current economic climate, and his suggestions on what government can do to end corruption and get this country back on track. Uh, my kids know you as Mr. Pizza Haven, man. That's me. But I know that that's not your full name. No. Which is? David Panopoulos. Okay. Yeah. And your background? I'm originally from Peabody, Massachusetts. Born and raised. Moved up to Ringe in 1986 to open Pizza Haven. And have been here ever since. Excellent. And your educational background? Educational background. High school diploma. Went to Salem State College. Poli-sci major. Graduated Salem State College, worked for Congressman Voulis for till he got reelected, and then from there got married, had my children, moved to Rinch. That is awesome. Yep. Now you've always been politically active, I gather. Politically active, I was a staunch Democrat growing up, mm-hmm. and from then I I learned a few things when I worked for the congressman, and uh, things I didn't like to see, and then from there I moved on and then became a conservative. Okay. Was a John F. Kennedy supporter with my dad. He was conservative, if you ask me. You don't look that much older than <laughs> I do, though. But I remember him. I remember the Vietnam War. I remember all that stuff. And, uh, and went to college and had great professors. Different spectrums. I had liberals, progressives, uh, conservative professors. I got the whole spectrum. It was pretty cool. And then I chose my path. Excellent. Now, what is it that you saw in the congressman's campaign or when he was in office? What did you see that you didn't I like? I didn't like the way it was more important to be reelected than it was to work for the people. Okay. That bothered me a lot. Um, a few situations that the truth wasn't told so that he could get reelected. And uh, little bribery things going on, which ended up he did get caught. Okay. And did get taken out of Congress because of it. The problem today, from what I've seen, is that these congressmen and senators are getting caught and not being taken out of office, which is a shame. Like Charlie Rangold and Barney Frank, too. And there's the Republicans, same thing. I mean, it's not just them, too. It's both sides. Right. And uh, when I see someone that does stuff like that or someone that makes an opinion or a decision based on the fact that they want to get reelected instead of based on the fact of what his people want... I have an issue with that, too. So it doesn't matter the party? No. Never has. Okay. That's no. awesome. No. That is a Now, how has running a business shaped your view of uh, politics in the world? I don't like everybody's fingers in everything we do. Yeah. You know, you're taxed here, you're taxed there. I mean, uh, 
local politics, a lot of restrictions. You know, all of a sudden, the uh, we're in a, a tough time right now, and the first thing the state does is raise the meals tax and takes more out of the pot when there's less in the pot instead of giving us a tax break and make, maybe, you know, helping us along. Hopefully, after this election, they'll repeal that and bring it back down to where it was. So that when they raise the meals tax... Oh, it kills you. It, you, you absorbed that. You didn't exactly. pass, you didn't pass no, it on to the... Because my meals tax is included in the price. I don't pass it on to the customer. Wow. Yeah. So it, it hurt you more than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, it hurts okay. me. Yeah, but, but you're, you're a big business. Mm. Well, <laughs> I think any business is a big business nowadays. <laughs> you, you, um, now, you have the Pizza Haven and Range. Yes. And there's another Pizza and Haven. And I had the second Pizza Haven, which I opened for an employee that had worked for me for 11 years. Wow. And she wanted to go on her own. Okay. So I helped her out, and she got her started, and then after she got herself established... She bought me out. That is awesome. Yep. That is a great story. Yep. That is a great story. Yep. Now, uh, moving on to national politics. National. Or, or the Tea Party, as it were. Yes. What isn't the Tea Party? I listen to all these people on TV, left and right, complaining about the Tea Party. Now, to me, the Tea Party is an average American, okay? I don't care what religion. I don't care if they're Democrat or Republican. Hispanic, Chinese, Japanese, doesn't make a difference because I saw them all at this rally. Mm-hmm. All right? They all had the same thing. They want the government to stop spending their money. They want the government to back off, yep. give us a chance to get back on our feet. They're not the type of people that are prejudiced. I mean, we had Anita King there, right? Now, Anita King is for those who don't know Martin Luther King's niece. Great speaker. Wow. Tremendous. Okay. And it was just, listening to her brought back memories of listening to Martin Luther King. And I guarantee if Martin Luther King was alive today, he'd be disgusted with what's going on. Yeah. Because they've got to stop using the color of someone's skin against someone else. Because yeah. it's not like that anymore. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. We elected a president of the United States of African descent mm-hmm. with a Muslim name. Yep. Where else in the world would you see something like that? Nowhere. Well, you'll, south of south of the border in Massachusetts, Deval Patrick. <laughs> yeah, same thing. And he got the most votes in what was once considered one of the most racist, racist cities. It's not like that. And, 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 and I'm tired of listening to the Charlie Wrangles and the Al Sharptons. You know, you got Al Sharpton, Charlie Wrangles. I didn't see anybody saying anything about the Black Panthers blocking people from going to vote right. with their batons and stuff. But what if that was the Klan? Exactly. With their hoods on. David Duke. Doing the same thing. Exactly. It would have been, you know, I guarantee the president would have had a beer fest. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? That is it. Yeah. Now, um, what is the beer, the, the, uh, not the beer party. <laughs> the beer party. <laughs> what is the uh, tea party? What, what is the tea party? They can say they're conservatives. I, don't, I saw conservatives there, but not everybody was conservative. They said that we were older people. Not so much. Yeah. I saw a lot of young kids there worried about their future. Yeah. I saw a lot of um, black Americans there worried about their future. Yeah. Okay? I didn't see any unions there, SEIU or anything like that. Um, I just think the average everyday Americans working their butts off and worrying about, you know, the government taking 33%, the, you know, the state government. You know, you, take, you figure it all out. They're taking 60% of our paycheck yeah. already. And yeah. now they want more. Yeah. And it's not working. 
How, how can people raise their families? They're worried about this $13 trillion debt. They're worried about the $133 trillion of unsustainable debt. It's just crazy. Yeah. You know, we just can't, we just can't handle it no more. Tell me about Glenn Beck. I got to know about Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck's a patriot. The thing that I like about Glenn Beck is that um, people say he's a radical and everything. He's not. The thing I like about him is he doesn't say anything unless he can prove it. Right. He shows you the video of the individual saying what he's talking about so that they can't deny it. And then he talks about it. Okay? That's what I like about Glenn Beck. What I like about Sarah Palin is she's good at speaking her mind. Mm-hmm. Okay? Gotta love women. Yeah. I think women are going to save this country too, to be honest with you. She's presidential material and still too young yet. Needs a little more experience. Yeah. We're dealing with an inexperienced president now. I don't want to deal with another one. Right. Okay? And then Anita King, absolutely tremendous. I, I absolutely enjoyed listening to her. She was great. So she could be the first black woman president. Oh, I would vote for her in a heartbeat. Regardless of party. Yeah. Yeah. Don't care. I, I think that's the thing. That she was tremendous. She, she just reminded me of her uncle so much. She was honest to the core. You know, loves her country, loves the people in her country, and that's what it's all about. The Tea Party is not about hate. No, nothing at all about hate. And that's what drives me crazy about that. They're not hateful people. I mean, everybody was just so happy, right? And the, the fascinating part is when the Tea Party was over, not one scrap of trash anywhere. People had their own trash bags with them. Come on. Nothing. Wow. Okay. Nothing. Wow. And not one sign saying anything bad. You didn't see any... any no signs. You saw no... No trash, no signs. No racist signs, Nothing. no... Nothing. Well, how do you explain the media and, and how that they've portrayed the Tea Party? How do you explain that? Because they want the people to think that way. Because this is a... This is a tea Party is a good thing. Yeah. And the progressives are scared. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they know it's coming. You know? The power play is over. It is. The days are over. It is. That's why I'm not worried. What do you think about um, uh, Bonnie Frank? uh, Bonnie Frank shouldn't be in office anymore. No. He is one of the main reasons we're in this debacle that we're in. Okay? Not just him. I mean, there's a lot of Republicans going to take blame for that, too. But when you go on TV... And say Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are a sound investment. Da, 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 da. He said that on, on O'Reilly in the spring of, um, and then it went, and yeah, in the in the spring of two thousand nine. And he, he's in charge. You, you got to get rid of people that say stuff like that. Who caused the problem in the it first place? Caused the problem. Not only caused the problem. Don't tell you the truth. You can't trust him. Why should he be there? And when he goes to a, when he goes to a, a town hall meeting and tells the lady. It's like talking to a coffee table, insulting the person that's asking a question. You work for her. She doesn't work for you. Yeah. Answer the question and be nice. Even if that person that asks you the question is ignorant, you being a politician, you have to be bigger. Yes. And just be polite and answer the question. And that guy that strangled that kid in front of the courthouse or whatever he was at, that congressman, oh, the that congress- grabbed the kid by the throat. Oh, the congressman who, ca- who was who, obviously who inebriated. Who you to grab someone like that? Grab some kid by the, the, the throat, grab yeah. him by the neck, and then grab him by the arm. And who are you? Yeah. Who are you? You can't. 
Yeah. He, the kid should have just looked at him and said, wait a minute, bud. You're working for me. Yeah. What are you doing? That poor kid. I mean, that kid looks scared. Well, I'd be scared, too, if some guy grabbed me by the throat. Well, I wouldn't be scared. It would have been a different situation. But I, I think there. you would have flattened <laughs> out. But it, it, that's the thing that drives me crazy about the politicians nowadays. They just think they're above the law. What do you think would be the solution to all of this? The solution would be get rid of the IRS. Flat tax? Flat tax. Consumer tax. Everybody pays. Yep. You can't have class warfare with that. Right. Because everybody's paying. Okay. This guy can't say he's making $10 million a year and paying less than the secretary because everybody's paying the same. If you consume more, you pay more. Right. Right? You keep it at a low rate, 11 12%. The government would have more money than it knows what to do with. Okay? You're bringing the cost of government down because you're getting rid of the IRS. Mm-hmm. All right? It would work. Yep. It's such a simple solution. But they don't want to look at the tax code. Do something with Social Security. Enough with pandering back and forth about Social Security. Fix it. My father's a grandfather, right? And I asked him one day, I said, Dad, what if they told you they had to cut your Social Security two, $300 a month? Would it bother you? He goes, it would bother me, but it's for my grandkids. I would understand. There you go. Yeah. Perfect example. There has to be more Americans willing to give up a little bit and start living off the dole and start stepping forward. That's what I think the problem is. I think another problem is is that politicians are not looking at the jobs issue. They're, no, they're, they're not looking at the jobs issue. They're not. They're, it's just all about politics now. Yeah. You know, the government has to seriously sit down and say, "Well, we have to cut two percent or three percent a year, or well, sooner or later you're going to run out of money. Then where's everybody going to go?" Exactly. Listen to the guy Christie in New Jersey. Pay attention to what he's doing, Governor Christie. Yes. Pay attention to what he's doing. He's actually doing what is supposed to be done. Which is cutting the size of government. Cutting the size of government, uh, breaking down the pension funds, straightening those out, asking the unions to give a little back, help us out, let us get back on our feet. You know, it's just, <laughs> you've got to sacrifice. <laughs> who, who should be in office right now? Because the, the way that you're talking right now, you do not sound like the guy who owns Pizza Haven. You sound like a guy who is running for office. Yeah, don't I wish. <laughs> Someone in office that has an outlook that puts the people first. I want to see a president get up there and say, listen, this is the decisions we have to make. We make these decisions, okay? If you don't like them, that's fine. If you like them, that's fine. I'm here for four years. If what I do fails, I'm out. Yep. Same with the congressmen and senators. Term limitations. A congressman and a senator is not supposed to be a job. I can't stand seeing these congressmen that have been in office for 35 years. They leave office and their son takes over or their daughter. What's the difference? Like allegedly Joe Biden's seat. It's not his seat. It's not his seat. It's the people's seat. They don't get that. It's the people from his state. (laughs) Exactly. It just drives you crazy. Or or Ted Kennedy's seat. It's very simple. Yep. I mean, think about it. We had a health care bill, what, 2,800 pages long? How long was the Constitution of the United States that runs the country? 17. A couple of pages. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Okay? George Washington was president. Didn't want to be president. Left on his own accord. Could have been president forever if he wanted to. Yeah. Same thing with all our founding fathers. It's that simple. You work for the people. It's not a job where you get benefits and uh, special tax deductions and you can steal from the government and get away with it. And you... Then how do the people trust you? They don't trust you no more, which is what's happening right now. The people don't trust the government. And when you don't trust your government... It's big problems. 
Okay. Do, do you have something to say about the New York Times? Uh, I just wish these papers and these journalists would sit there and really consider investigating people. Exactly. Enough with kissing kiss and butt. What is going on with political hate speech? We hear it every all, single all the day. time. It's ridiculous. If you don't agree with someone, they sit there and they attack you. They go all the way. Like this lady that just won in Delaware, um, O'Donnell. Right. They're going back to when she was in high school. Yeah. You mean to tell me what you did in high school is what you're thinking today? Oh, see, now if they're going to go after what you said in high school, I, I can never run for office. No, me neither. It could never happen. Exactly, exactly. I was a Democrat back then. Forget it. Yeah. I could never win. <laughs> Do you think that there should be a, a provision in the state law that says that it's like if you have to take your name off the ballot for inappropriate behavior, yeah. that your name is removed off the ballot? Or even if you withdraw your name? I think they should be removed off the ballot. I also think that if you are in a primary and you lose the primary, you're not allowed to run in the general election. Well, the thing is, like, like what's going on in the national politics right now, the lady in Alaska, she lost. Why should she be going on a writing candidate when she lost? So she's running as an independent now yes. here. And the same thing with Charlie Crist in Florida. Marco Rubio beat you. I never heard of stuff like that. All of a sudden they change. And how can you change parties when you've been elected as a Republican or a Democrat, yep. right? Yep. And then you can change parties while you're in office? Jumping J- Jim Jeffords in Vermont. He switched parties yeah. right after his, he got elected. And I'll inspect the same thing. But they did the right thing and got rid of him. But the thing is, I don't understand how you can do that. If that's what you're elected at, do your term. And if you want to change, after your term's up, re- redo, and then go yeah. in as a Democrat or Republican. That's fine with me. But you shouldn't be allowed to change halfway through. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> or if you lose, be able to run. Now, if she wants to run four or five years from now, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the Tea Party. Who was at the Tea Party? Who was at the Tea Party? Hmm. I saw uh, Americans at the Tea Party. That's who was at the Tea Party. Plain and simple. Yep. Enough said. Americans. Yep. That's what they were. Not Democrats, not Republicans. Americans. Not white, not black. I've met, I met all, a ton of people there. They were from everywhere. I saw Wisconsin, Vermont, everywhere. Okay? I stayed at the, one of the hotels in Washington, D.C. Was all Tea Partiers in there. Yep. They were from Texas. They were from all over. I mean, these people came from everywhere. And, and the, 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 the theme was they were Americans. And they're worried about their country. And they came all the way over to Washington, D.C. And they don't DC. blame Obama. Yeah. That's the other thing that drives me crazy. Yep. They're blaming the government. Right. And this has been going on for a long time. And you just can't blame, blame one individual like our president does right now, blaming President Bush for everything, when this has been something that's been, been snowballing since Reagan or before Reagan. Carter. Even before Carter. Carter. You know? FDR. Social Security. Yep. I mean, there are some great programs. Exactly. And then there are other programs that started out with good intentions. But they corrupt them. Like the road to hell. Yeah. With good intentions. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. then next thing you know, it's like we have this, this monolithic problem. And it's like you have both sides who are just simply blaming and each other. And then they use it as a political nightstick. And they just beat each other over the head with it and don't get anything done. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. I yeah. mean, President Reagan told us way back when that Social Security was a problem. 
but no one would sit down and fix it. As a matter of fact, he, I remember watching something on YouTube. He was actually talking about it when he was running as governor. Yeah. He knew there was a problem. And, and you got to sit, you know, these guys, our politicians have to sit down, Republican and Democrat, across the table from them, just like you and I are doing right now, yep. and fix it. Yes. Think about the country and the people and stop thinking about yourselves and just fix it. Exactly. That's what this country's asking for. We need a leader that will, will strap it on and just fix it. Exactly. Uh, are there any Democrats in the race that you see running now that you would support? Democrats. I'm having a hard time with some of these Republicans, to be honest with you. The one, re- the one Democrat <laughs> that I do like, I've spoken to him a couple, um, for a couple of minutes, um, Richard Ames, who is going to be working with another candidate, I believe John Hunt, okay, John, to, yeah. to, um, to loosen the rules and regulations. So it's like, if you want a wind farm or you want a solar farm, the state... Of course, should regulate to make sure that it's hooked up correctly, but they shouldn't have some bureaucracy come in and say, yeah, I'm sorry, you can't have your solar panels because that's going to step on the toes of the utility company. These two guys, from what I understand, are ready to work together and and to do something about this. It's like I think that the only way that we're going to have a comprehensive energy policy in the state and then the rest of the country is if just knock off the partisan crap. Exactly. It's not working for us. It's not working. It's It's not not working. I mean, you had all these politicians in Massachusetts saying, we've got to do green, we've got to go green. Then when they wanted to put the wind farm up, they all voted it out. The wind farm off the coast of... Off the of, coast of Cape. Off the coast of Cape. And then they said no. Yeah. Why? The, the two politicians <laughs> who are pushing for renewable energy, uh, Ted Kennedy yeah. and, and uh, John Kerry... And they shot down the wind farm off the, off the Cape. Because it would obstruct their yeah. view. Because they couldn't go with their sailboats that they keep down in Maryland, so they don't have to pay taxes in Massachusetts around, you know... It's funny how it's, it's a like big game. It, I'm telling you, it's, it's one it, big game. <laughs> it's funny how it's like. I mean, there's a lot of us who just we we don't we forget boggling. We forget it's mind boggling the stuff that goes on. We forget what is going on in the politics. What happened, you know, a month ago or two months ago. Perfect example is okay. Let's say we have what they say twenty percent unemployment in the country. All right, it could be tw- it could, it be, could 20. be twenty. It could be twenty. They say ten. Yep. All right, so that's fine. Some areas 13, some areas 14, some areas 6, some areas, it goes up and down. I think everybody in the country right now has taken a pay cut. Yes. Most of us. So why would Congress give themselves a pay raise? Well, why would you want to In the be- midst of a recession. Why would you? And why are they getting paid so much money? And how many people on this earth do you know that can come into a job making 100 or uh, say $95,000 a year and in 10 or 15 or 20 years, become a multimillionaire. How yeah. does that work? Yeah, just by, be, just by being a former politician. Just by being a politician. Makes me want to be a congressman for two years. <laughs> and, and then you get full benefits. Full benefits and, and, and charge people outrageous amounts of money to, to listen to me speak when they're getting it for free on the internet. Well, <laughs> the thing that bothers me is you're a congressman and you're working for the people. Well, you get paid while you're working for the people. Once you get out of office, that's it. That's Go it. get a job. No more on the dole. No dole. Tell me that wouldn't fix things. That would that would fix a lot. And most of these congressmen are multimillionaires and senators. Most I don't think all of the senators are millionaires. Well, here's a question that nobody has been able to answer adequately. Why do you have somebody who is a multimillionaire want to spend so much money, would spend millions of dollars to campaign for a job that pays a mere Hundred thousand dollars a year. What does that tell you? Why would you do it? 
power. I understand that there are some people who are doing it because they feel as if it's their civic duty and give back to the community. If it's your civic duty, okay, and you're spending the money yourself. It's your own money. If it's my money and I'm running for office and I'm spending my money, okay, and I'm not taking any special interest money or any money from anybody else, all right, I have no problem with that. But once you start taking money from special interests and lobbyists and all that, now you're getting into a different realm where you owe somebody. As you can see what's going on now with the unions and stuff, this president seems to think he owes them. Right. All right? Just like President Bush thought he owed the big businesses. Same thing. All right? So no one will fix anything if they owe someone something. The TARP programs, the auto bailouts. No, 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 no. We've bailed out Chrysler how many times in the past 30 years? Is this the second or third time that we've bailed out Chrysler? I do not understand why this government, including President Bush, had to bail out auto industry that can't seem to make a car that people want to buy. Exactly. If your company is losing a billion dollars or whatever it was losing a, a month, okay, and you give it so much money... Okay, and then sooner or later that money is going to run out because the company is still not making money. Exactly. You let the company dissolve, restructure, and come back stronger, which is the way it has always been done. Now all of a sudden you're too big to fail. <clears throat> Wrong, because you're taking my money from me to prop up a company that's failing. Right. Well, how come nobody said that Packard or Tucker exactly. or Duesenberg yeah. was too big to fail? All those things. Is Pizza Haven too big to fail? The biggest... Uh, I, I did a history paper one time when I was in college. It was on Ferris. You know the Ferris wheel? Yes. Well, Ferris was the largest manufacturer of tires in the country way wow. back when. Wow. Okay? And the reason why he was the largest manufacturer of tires is because his tires were cheaper and better. So he made a better tire cheaper so everybody bought it. So from what I did, what I learned was the government got involved and Firestone and Goodyear got money from the government and they taxed Ferris out of business. So we could be seeing something like that or, or it's in the absolute you're, you're reverse. You're protecting companies like General Motors. Now, Ford didn't take no money. Which is why we bought a Ford Flex. Okay, I understand that. But think about that. Now, how does Ford compete against a company that got all that money? Uh, the only reason why Ford is able to compete with that is that people like myself said, the I'm American, not, we're, buying America, we're buying Ford cars now. I, I'm not going to buy a, a General a Motors. Exactly. I don't care how great the PT Cruiser looks. I'm not buying one because they got a bailout. And then they talk about this Volt car. Where is it? Well, I don't care where it is. But from what I gather, General Motors was very close to building a hydrogen vehicle. Right. Okay, and that basis... Would have been vehicles for cars, trucks, everything. All right, and the Obama administration squelched it. I didn't hear that. They didn't. Fu- they won't fund it. That is a, that is atrocious. So we well, could have hydrogen cars, okay, that admit no emissions, and poof, it's gone. Well, at the same time, now we got the Volca, yeah. which it cost ridiculous amount of money to buy. Right. Right. And the battery system alone in it creates enough crap oil in the atmosphere. To drive everybody crazy. So, I mean, we have a government that is pushing the, the green concept. Exactly. But they squelched the car that could have really saved us. A, the a, hydrogen car. The hydrogen car. Yeah. Think about a car that expels water vapor. 
I mean, how can you beat that? I'd pay twice as much. Twice to- as much. I would too. Automatic. And it would be built here in this country. That's what's, yeah. That's the amazing part. I, it, it just blows my mind. It infuriates me where you see what happened in the Gulf with... Yeah, and what's the first PH. thing they do? They, they make sure... They shut down all the rigs and give everybody no jobs. Exactly. Why? Because one rig screwed up yeah. in 40-something years. One yeah. rig. Yeah. And now they can't find or, oil. Or, or one company's rig. Yeah. Why are we punishing all these other companies, these other companies. for the mistakes? Of now, one. I understand that the rules and regulations that should have been in place were very lax. You think? Thanks <laughs> to companies like BP writing their own safety regs. So now we're going to, we're going to publish. He's got the moratorium on deep, deep drilling. Yeah. So where are those rigs going? They're leaving. They're going off the coast of China or whatever. Or off the coast of Africa. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. It's, just, it's, it's ridiculous it's, what they're doing. It's just everything's backwards, kind of like backwards. It is. You want to be independent from the, the uh, Arab oil, and you, can't, and you can't be independent from the Arab oil if you don't let the companies, who I think are the best companies in the world when it comes to safety and regulations, I think they're the best. Our, yeah. our oil companies are the best. Okay? And one mistake, he puts a moratorium on drilling... Half the people in the Gulf lose their jobs because that's right. what they depend on. Okay, all the rig is going to pop up and leave. Yep, and that leaves us what? More higher dependence, prices. higher, higher, higher prices. prices, and more dependence. It's crazy. That is exactly what we have. What's going on right now? Because it's, it's, one uh, person made a mistake and an accident that caused twelve deaths and the, the ecological devastation of a region. I want to know where all the oil is. Where's where where did it go? Where did the now? Of course, now we have. In now some you had now 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 the other thing that bothered me was, you had this this accident. Okay, granted, it was an accident. Why wasn't the government there quicker? Why did the oil even reach the coast? It was fifty miles off the coast. How did the oil reach the coast? Why didn't we have skimmers out there to stop it? Why didn't they just call? He, he, why did he just have a meeting and say, "Listen, we need pe- help from everywhere." Yeah, how, how come we wouldn't allow other countries to come in? Help us. What I found was amazing, and I had read that the then president of BP had said that companies like Shell, Shell allegedly has these tankers oh, yeah. on standby with these internal centrifuges, suck up the oil, yeah, yeah. and just put the oil back on the market. Exactly. And th- I think it's like, like what is it, Tony Hayward? T- Tony Haywood. The president of BP had said, you're trying to capitalize on our misfortune. Politics. That's politics. It's politics. <laughs> it's and, ridiculous. And it was just Let's like, wipe out the coast of New Orleans, right? Yep. Kill all the animals and everything because someone wants to make a profit. Yeah. Well, why didn't they work out a deal? 50-50. Exactly. You know, and the thing is, it's an, le- an ecological disaster that they're going to be paying for for generations, oh, for, generations for, de- for decades. Yeah. And it was just like... So... Um, just to kind of wrap this up. Okay. Are we heading towards either a... Insolvency? Are, are we heading towards a, an American geopolitical apocalypse, a geopolitical doomsday, or are we heading towards third party? We're heading towards... I think we're at a crossroads right now. And I think the country and the people are starting to wake up. And in this country that's never had a king, has never had a dictator, has never had a, a, a president that's ruled the entire, you know, what I'm saying, 
the people run this country. This, the people will fix this country. The Tea Party people are just the start. As the country starts to progress in the next couple of years, I think the Tea Party is going to get bigger. Okay, I think that our government is finally going to wake up, which if you're not noticing now, you can start seeing them starting to turn the ship. Right. Okay, you can tell the Democrats are like, well, this isn't working, that isn't working. The Republicans are starting to wake up. There's more Tea Party people getting involved. The conservatives are coming up, the fiscal conservatives. Right. And they're going to fix it because they know how to fix it. And they're going to get rid of this political BS that's going back and forth. And they're going to start noticing. That's why the progressives are so afraid because they know once this ship turns, their run is over. Yeah. The socialists, communists, or whatever you want to call them. The ists. The ists. Okay? Are done. It's, we're this close. See, people think, oh, the country's going, it's going to go social. No. Not in America. Ain't happening. Yeah. This country won't allow it. The and, people won't allow it. And it's not going to become a Christian theocracy As, either. No. That's just, that's, a, that's fear tactics. That's BS. The thing that I'm worried about is that I don't want to see anybody getting, getting like aggressive or like they did in the 60s, blowing stuff up. I don't want to see any of that because we're going to fix this the right way, the political way. We're going to vote the right people into office. It's going to take time. It took us time to get here. It's going to take us time to get back. But every so often in this country, we, get, we go down this road and we always seem to take the right road. And I get a feeling it's going to happen because the Europeans are even seeing the light. I mean, they're saying, oh, look at what's going on in Greece. Well, look at what's going on in Greece. Yeah. They're waking up. Yeah. You know, the unions aren't working. The bailouts are not coming. The bailouts aren't coming. Yep. And you've got to straighten out. So God bless America, and don't you worry. We'll fix it. <laughs> One last thing. One last thing. According to the Associated Press, I read this this morning, um, combined with uh, Yahoo News, <clears throat> Uh, the recession was over yeah. back in, in June of this year. As a, as a local business owner, yeah. is the recession over? Yeah. Come to Ringe and talk to the people that live in Fitzwilliam where every business on that road is gone. Keene, New Hampshire. Keene, New Hampshire. Colony Mill is shutting Colony down. Colony Mill is shutting down. Come up here and check it out. This whole area. And so you watch. And you see all the stores going out. So the, the recession's over. So the, the recession is not over? No. Okay. No. It's going to take, take a while. So stay tuned. People, people are afraid and people are starting to wake up and it's going to take a while. All right. Give me three years. We'll fix it. Okay. <laughs> What's the secret of a good pizza? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's good. <laughs> once a week. Once, once a week. Once a week. Once yeah. a week. Yeah. Absolutely. David, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been Appreciate a pleasure. It. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. I want to say a special thank you to David Panopoulos for being our guest here on the Federal Chronicles radio show. I recommend to all of our listeners in the Northeast to check out Pizza Haven right here in Ringe, New Hampshire. Look me up and we'll share a pie together. On the Federal Chronicles radio show number 27, I speak to Walt Schnabel, author of the book Blood Club and the Writing Process. Until next week, this is Eric Renderking Fisk signing off. Keep your chins up and your fedoras on.